Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow me on Twitter at Eli Herskovich, and you can follow our lead MLB analyst as well at Mo Noara, breaking down the MLB card for June 2nd here. Bunch of great games. Terrific Friday MLB slate. Phillies at Nats to start it off, and then Rays, Red Sox, Angels, Astros, and Braves, Diamondbacks. Both teams in first place in their divisions, believe it or not, at least for Arizona. But before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video on any market, including most day-to-day bets. You can find those in real time in the Lions Discord channel. The link is over at thelines.com in the top right-hand corner. Now, Mo, first game we want to hit on, like I mentioned, Philadelphia in our nation's capital, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. Zach Wheeler against Josiah Gray. Best number you're going to find on Philly's money line is minus 179 over at Caesars. And remember to price shop for all the best MLB odds over at thelines.com. Philly's a big part of their recent struggles, especially against the Mets. They rank third, and that's the third worst, WRC+. plus with runners in scoring position this season in front of the Padres, believe it or not, and the Royals, both those teams have underperformed in their own right so far this season. So how are you handicapping Phillies and Nats? Uh, I like the Phillies, actually. Um, I know we run a lot of big favorites kind of earlier in the year, and I've kind of been going away from that a little bit, betting more underdogs lately. But yeah, I actually had the Phillies more... uh, Past minus 200 here. Um, this is a really good matchup for them. Josiah Gray has been a guy we've bet on a lot because I've really believed in his changes that he's made this year, but I think the changes could bite him a little bit in this matchup specifically. He, We've talked about how he's really, really gone away from his fastball and increased his slider uh, rate, and he's thrown it almost half the time. He's always struggled with the platoon disadvantage. Phillies are pretty strong on the left side of the the dish uh they've most of their best hitters you know bryce harper uh schwarber they they got a lot of powerful lefties um and yeah they also hit sliders better than any other team so far this year and obviously when josiah gray is throwing a bunch of right-handed sliders this profile has a really good matchup for the phillies uh and i've talked also about how zach wheeler's honestly been as good as ever just ERA is lagging a little bit, but I think he's been really, really good, and he will be really, really good. And on the other side of that uh, matchup, the Nationals, I've talked about their splits as well. Uh, Their hand in the split is really big with their bats. They have a really good offense versus lefties, which makes sense to me. They have a really right-handed lineup, um, but they've been pretty weak against right-handed pitching. So it's just a really good matchup for the Phillies all around. I think they're a bit underpriced. Uh, If you can get them around minus 180, I think it's really good. Like we mentioned, that price is definitely available over at Caesars and at least one other sports book. Remember to price shop at thelines.com. Next up, Mo, 7.10 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. So just five minutes later, Tampa Bay in Boston raise way ahead, or at least a bit, over Baltimore, 40 and 18. Boston is 29 and 27. And Tampa Bay is anywhere between minus 135 and minus 145. On the money line, depending on where you're shopping. Tyler Glass now making his second start 
of the 2023 season against Garrett Whitlock. And Glasnow pitched okay against the Dodgers, at least when it comes to traditional stats, three earned runs in four and a third innings pitched. But his velocity and spin rate, most importantly, graded out really well. So how are you betting this one? Yeah, definitely uh, a good good return for Glass now. Just a guy who's always had just immense talent, struggled with injuries a ton. Um, I got the Rays minus 130 this morning. It is moving that way. Looks like a lot of the sports books right now are closer to minus 140. There is still one minus 132. Um, so that that's obviously still very good, I think. Uh, like you said, the key for me was just seeing how Glass now his the quality of his stuff basically was when he came back you know you can't really look at stats in a sample this small but when a guy comes out he's throwing 97 that's really good you know he has thrown 97 in the past this is a good velocity for him the thing i was looking at that i really like here is um you know with an arm that's kind of injury prone and high talent and an organization like the rays that does tend to be a little bit more careful at times with their pitchers uh they did let him throw 83 pitches and he went four and a third so i think that he's probably able to throw close to 100 pitches and should be able to get through five innings i think if things are going well that's uh really good especially when the depth of the Rays bullpen isn't the best um i know that statistically they've been really bad this year, I think that's a little bit overstated because they've been in so many blowouts. I think their high leverage relievers are fine, um, and their medium leverage relievers are probably fine too. And they probably just got hit a lot in some of these uh, blowout games where uh, they throw their low leverage guys out there for a lot of innings. So it's not something I'm like too worried about at this stage of the what's going on. Um, another thing in this game, Garrett Whitlock, he's a very, very, very good reliever. Um, but when you look at his splits, uh, he's a much better as a relief pitcher than a starter. Uh, 4.27 FIP as a starter, 3.88 XFIP. He's fine. Like, I'm not saying he's bad for sure. He's a solid pitcher, but he's elite as a reliever. And I think when you look at his projections, people might think he's a better pitcher than he is, but he's definitely not that great so far as a starter. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like the Rays. I had them closer to minus 150 here. So um, minus 140 starts to get a little bit close. I, I would say that's as far as I'd go with this one. Next one up is probably the best game on the slate, at least when it comes to the pitching matchup itself. L.A. in Houston, Angels 30 and 28, just above 500, and Astros 33 and 23 been red hot, although they've beaten up on some pretty poor teams, at least last week over the last couple. Houston took the first game of this series last night and Shohei Otani against Framber Valdez. Like I mentioned, Otani with the third shortest Cy Young odds. Valdez ranks fifth on that list right around plus 1,200. Otani anywhere between plus 600, probably closer to plus 700, plus 750 at most books. And the Astros, though, consensus minus 130, Favorite on the money line for the most part. And the Angels with the fourth highest, if you're looking to find a reason to back LA, fourth highest weighted runs created plus against lefties this season. But they don't have a lot of success against Valdez historically, especially when it comes to their best bats in Otani. Obviously a two-way 
player and Mike Trout. He and Trout have combined six for 44 lifetime against Valdez. So I know you don't have a bet on this game, Mo, but how are you handicapping it and where do you make the number? Yeah, I had this one Astros. Let me check real quick. I think minus 125. Yeah, minus 125 on this one. So right uh, in the no value zone. Um, So no interest in betting this game. A lot of interest in uh, watching it because this is uh, two of my favorite pitchers for sure. I love Otani, love Framber. Um, I think it's a fair number. It's like you said, uh, Angels very strong hitting lefties. Um, I think they're split on... Framber's two main pitches, the sinker and the curveball. I think they were strong against one and weak against the other, if I'm remembering right. I wouldn't be too concerned about Framber's career numbers here. Uh, just a much different Angels lineup, obviously, this year with all the changes they made. And uh, a lineup that, to me, does it does profile as very strong against lefties with guys like Hunter Renfro and Brandon Drury, Gio Urshela. These guys have all crushed lefties in their careers. So, um, yeah, I think the Angels will have a close to equal lineup strength with the Astros here. I do think Framber's slightly, slightly better pitcher than Otani. Um, Otani is throwing a lot more sliders this year. It's working for him. Astros have hit the sliders well, though, so... um, I think they've got a shot here. This should be just a dandy to watch. I don't really have any value anywhere on this on this game. So uh, just happy to watch and hope for a good performance from Framber for my uh, fantasy team. <laughs> and last game that we want to discuss here on on the uh, four game card here on Beat the Closing Number, nine forty p.m. Eastern Time. First pitch, and you have a bet on this one. Big National League matchup and series for that matter between the Braves. And the Diamondbacks, Atlanta 33 and 23, Arizona tied or just above actually the Dodgers for first place in the NL West. I want to say a half game lead and short dog in this game. Arizona is at around plus 110 price shop. Like I mentioned earlier for the best odds, not just on money line odds, but totals, whatever it may be over at the lines.com. Charlie Morton taking on Merrill Kelly and his 283. ERA 342 fit, but Arizona's lineup does own the seventh highest run value against curveballs this season. That coming via fan graphs, which is Morton's go-to pitch has been for a long time. So how are you betting this game now? Yeah, kind of kicking myself for not buying into the Diamondbacks preseason because I really did believe in them. I liked them, but the market kind of did too. I thought relative to where I was expecting them to be, I thought they were going to be like low 70s win total and I think they were like 77 and a half so unfortunately I uh, didn't see the number I wanted so I didn't end up buying in on the Diamondbacks um, yeah Merrill Kelly's been a guy I bet a lot actually and I am on him again here today he has changed up what he's doing a little bit uh, mostly just like his strategy as far as location goes um, he's really throwing outside the zone a lot I think in this matchup that's really good. Uh, I think he's at like 46% zone rate. Um, he's been above 50 the last couple of years. So he went from above average zone rate to below average zone rate slightly. I think it's purposeful and probably good here. He's getting a lot more chases, so it's working. And right here with the Braves, really swing happy, really chase happy team. Um, I've talked about that before. Even giving the Braves a big bump 
on their offense, which if you buy into the numbers so far, this line is crazy because the Diamondbacks have been a better offense versus right-handed pitching than the Braves have so far. But even like, I don't expect that to obviously continue, but even like projecting the Braves as having a big edge, medium-sized edge, I guess I would say, with the bats, I still had I still had Arizona favored here, actually, very, very slightly. Um, just a hair past uh, plus 100. Um, like you said, they're very strong versus the curveball. And like you said, also, uh, even it's a little underselling, honestly, what Charlie Morton has been doing with the curveball this year. It, it makes sense. You know, you get a little older. The fastball loses a little bit of juice. Um, so guys just go to their secondaries more um, as they age, usually. And Morton, he's getting up there. He's, I think, close to 40. And he's thrown his curveball more than he's ever thrown it, almost 50%. So it's 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 working for him. It's good. But here it might not be the best strategy against an Arizona team that does hit curveballs well. I think another thing here, massive difference in the quality of the defenses, man. I mean, Arizona, they had an elite defense last year. They have an elite defense this year. Braves have been putrid. I, they were actually pretty good last year, but they've been putrid this year um, with the gloves and think that'll be a big edge for Arizona here only thing I'm worried about here is the bullpens is a very very large edge for the Braves they have one of the best bullpens Arizona has one of the worst so um, this one could get sweaty late and one other note got to give a shout out to our beloved St. Louis Cardinals they have taken money against the Pirates probably not a good side but Jordan Walker is back up in the majors Probably for about a week until the Cardinals send him back down. But still worth noting. We'll see if he does play. I don't know if that is a bad sign for Lars Newbar. I mean, the Cardinals seemingly have every second baseman on their team. Not that Newbar is a second baseman, but Tommy Edmond has been man in the outfield with Newbar hurt. So we'll see what happens with the Cardinals outfield depth. Maybe they trade for a starter in the near future. I've seen some rumors out there with the White Sox. But I digress about the Cardinals once again. Jack Flaherty on the bump. That's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number. If you're looking for betting preview of the NBA Finals Game 2 and a little bit of NBA Draft, Mo and I will have a video up either later today, depending on where you're watching, when you're watching, or right now. You can check that out in the Lines YouTube channel or in Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. But for Monawara, for myself, Eli Herskovich, remember to follow the Lines on Twitter. At the Lines US, thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Beat the Closing Number. So long, everybody.